This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to talk about why it is so dangerous to write an insurance policy with an ambiguous exclusion and why unrepaid, unrecoverable, or outstanding credit as an exclusion turned out to be unenforceable and cost AIG Insurance a great deal of money. Huntington National Bank sued AIG Specialty Insurance Company and National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, alleging breach of contract and bad faith stemming from AIG's denial of insurance coverage for Huntington's settlement of a bankruptcy fraudulent transfer proceeding brought by the trustee of a bankrupt company. In granting summary judgment for AIG, the district court held, 1. Huntington's claim for insurance coverage was uninsurable under Ohio law. 2. Huntington's claim was independently excluded under the insurance contract's exclusion for unrepaid, unrecoverable, or outstanding credit. And 3. The larger settlement rule did not apply to Huntington's settlement. In a very lengthy opinion entitled Huntington National Bank versus AIG Specialty Insurance Company et al., the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit, on February 1, 2024, resolved the dispute. AIG had issued to Huntington a banker's professional liability insurance policy for that provided coverage up to $15 million after a $10 million retention. Any liability exceeding the primary policy was covered by an excess policy issued by National Union for the same coverage period, which provided $10 million in excess coverage. The parties did not dispute that these policies applied to Huntington's claim. The policy, however, covers any actual or alleged wrongful act as defined in the policy of any insured in the rendering or failure to render professional services. Relevant to the dispute were exclusions specific to Huntington's performance of lending acts. The relevant exclusion clarifies that the insurer shall not be liable to make any payment for loss in connection with any claim or claims made against any insured for the principal and or interest of any unrepaid, unrecoverable, or outstanding credit. The policy was implicated when Huntington unwittingly became the bank for a fraudulent company, Cyberco Holdings, Inc., CyberCo represented that it purchased computer equipment from a vendor, Teleservices. In reality, Teleservices was a paper company that the owner of CyberCo, Mr. Watson, created to perpetrate his fraud. Huntington's security department discovered that the FBI was investigating CyberCo, that Watson had been permanently blacklisted by the National Association of Securities Dealers, and that he had confessed to and served time for fraud-related crimes. 
but the Huntington Security Department did not share any of this with the team responsible for the loans and handling of the bank accounts of Cyberco. So from May of 2024 to October 24, Cyberco gradually repaid its entire loan, a relief for the Huntington team. Later in 2004, the FBI raided Cyberco's offices and Watson committed suicide shortly thereafter. Following the FBI raid, creditors of Cyberco and Teleservices, both entirely fraudulent companies, discovered that the companies were bankrupt. The trustees of Cyberco and Teleservices filed adversary proceedings against Huntington, claiming that Huntington put its desire to be repaid ahead of its concerns that Watson was committing fraud and by doing so perpetrated the Ponzi scheme to its benefit and that of other lenders' detriment. The bankruptcy proceedings were long and complex, including two trials and multiple opinions. Huntington argued it was not liable for any repayments before April 30, 2004, and that its liability was thus limited to $12,821,897.07 in loan repayments, for which the Sixth Circuit had already found Huntington liable. On the other hand, the trustee argued that Huntington had knowledge of the voidability of the transfers it received after November 16, 2023, making $35,968,475 plus interest the proper recoverable amount. In March of 2018, after years of litigation, Huntington settled with the trustee for $32 million. Throughout the bankruptcy litigation, Huntington sent AIG several requests for coverage. AIG disclaimed coverage, acknowledging that there was potential coverage under the policy because the wrongful acts alleged arose from Huntington's performance of banking services to Cyberco, but citing exclusions, AIG refused Huntington's claims. Huntington subsequently sued AIG, and AIG moved for summary judgment, asserting that Huntington's settlement payment was not a loss under the policy, and even if it was, endorsements 5 and 7 and 10 precluded coverage. The district court granted AIG's motion for summary judgment on the grounds that Huntington's claim was uninsurable under Ohio law. The district court also granted summary judgment for AIG on the grounds that Huntington's claim was independently excluded by endorsement 7, which bars recovery for unpaid, unrecoverable, or outstanding credit. Under Ohio law, the Sixth Circuit noted, an insurance policy is a contract between the insurer and the insured. It is well settled in Ohio law that where provisions of a contract of insurance are reasonably susceptible of more than one interpretation, they will be construed strictly against the insurer and liberally in favor of the insured. Exclusions of coverage must be clear and unambiguous to be enforceable where exceptions, qualifications, or exemptions 
have been added to an insurance company, there is a general presumption that anything not clearly excluded by such provision is included in the insurance coverage. Under the insurance policy, the definition of loss excludes civil or criminal fines or penalties imposed by law, punitive or exemplary damages, or matters that may be deemed uninsurable under the law pursuant to which the policy shall be construed. Huntington's claim was for $15 million of a $32,000 settlement of bankruptcy fraudulent transfer proceeding. Huntington correctly asserted that there was no showing of intentional malice by the transferee that is required under the fraudulent transfer provisions of the bankruptcy code, meaning that an order to return funds is not a punishment in any sense. Liability under the fraudulent conveyance statutes is not tantamount to the type of culpable conduct that Ohio courts have held precludes insurance recovery. Fraudulent transfer laws are remediable, not punitive. The Sixth Circuit concluded that Huntington had no ill will or malice when it made the loan or sought its repayment, obviating any deterrent effect of denying coverage. AIG's arguments to the contrary were unavailing. On appeal, AIG cited several authorities in support of its argument that there is a well-established principle in insurance law that when an insured returns property that it was never legally entitled to acquire, the insured has not sustained a loss within the meaning of an insurance policy. AIG and the district court, however, made a form-over-substance argument for the exclusion. AIG's interpretation is not unreasonable. However, that its position is one of multiple reasonable interpretations of the text because the application therefore brings into the reasoning of the court the contra-preferentum ruling and in this context exclusively resolves the interpretation of the unrepaid, unrecoverable, or outstanding credit exclusion. The Sixth Circuit, therefore, reversed the district court's grant of summary judgment for AIG on the insurability of Huntington's claim under Ohio law and the exclusion of Huntington's claim under endorsement number seven. In my opinion, bankruptcy litigation, banking, and fraud upon a bank by a Ponzi schemer who, when caught by the FBI, committed suicide, found itself sued by creditors of the Ponzi scheme because the bank had its loan repaid and the other creditors did not. After lengthy litigation, the bank settled the bankruptcy suits only to have its insurer refuse to pay based upon the exclusion that was not sufficiently clear to be enforced. AIG will need to pay its limits above the $10 million self-insured retention or a total of $25 million, and then National Union will have to pay the difference 
to get up to the $35 million settlement. AIG will probably find that the Sixth Circuit read the policy and interpreted it in line with Ohio law, as should AIG have done so before it rejected coverage. This video was adapted from my blog, Zelma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zelma.com slash blog. You can subscribe to the blog at that site, and you'll be notified of every blog posting, usually five, sometimes six a week, and you will have access to the more than 4,700 blog postings on that blog site. You can also subscribe for free to the videos on rumble.com and on youtube.com and if you do I'd appreciate it if you click on the thumbs up button on rumble or the like button on youtube and if you're interested in more detail about insurance insurance law insurance fraud and insurance claims please consider for a very small fee subscribing to my Substack publication Thank you for your attention.